Welcome to Darkly Lit, where we wander past the old apartment complex, etc. Ah! Yeesh. <laughs> I am your host, Kayla King. <laughs> my my co-host that currently hate me right now uh, is uh, Sade. I was like, did, did David step on your toe? Oh, we're jump scaring our listeners? Okay. And then <laughs> my husband, David. I hate you. I know you And do. I hate jump scares. I just summarized this this uh, this uh, this whole thing for you. So thank you for listening to Darkly Lit. Yeah. Uh, if you want to check night. out more shows, <laughs> want to check out more shows in the Creative Horror Network, <laughs> they don't have jump scares worked into them. At least not intentional ones that I can think of. That was an intentional jump scare. Oh no, that's completely intentional. So is this the ones in this uh, this thing? So uh, because we had to read Demon Theory last. Uh, month and that was a trip you say had to like it was a bad thing no i mean i enjoyed it it was still a fun discussion but oh my god it was so long and it took so long to get through yeah that's why we decided we needed something easy on us plus this will give us a chance to discuss uh web comics which we've we've never read a web comic before so that'll be interesting um we just read the web comic called uh bong chiang ghost by horain um where it's people have called it the jump scare story, I guess, or the jump scare webcomic. Um, <laughs> say, do you want to provide a description? I would be glad to. Also, this, uh, so this is like we're going back to 2015. Ooh. 2011. 2011. Oh, shit. yeah. So, <laughs> so I guess it was added to that because you gave me the webtoon link. So oh I guess yeah, it was added to this in 2015. It was 10 years ago on a night very much like this one. <laughs> so it's a very short uh, comic, quick, easy read. It takes only like a couple minutes, even a few minutes. It so it opens up and we got a lovely street in the evening. Doesn't look like it's been that long since the sunset. It's very pretty. I love the details. I'm not going to get into too much of the artsiness of it. Just summary. But so we see like apartment complexes in the background and their lights are on. And this girl is walking home down the street and she's just looking at the ground as she walks, just minding her business when she notices a shadow and realizes there's someone walking ahead of her. And like we all do because we're all paranoid crazies. We're like, "Mm, I don't know if I want to walk past this person because she notices that they're walking a little funny. Maybe they're crippled. That's not a nice word anymore. And as she gets closer, she realizes that it's this woman walking in dirty pajamas. Something's wrong with her limbs. They're all jointed and funny. And as she works up the nerve to pass by her, we get this wonderful jump scare where it's an animated panel of the woman's head turning. Her face is bloodied. And there's even this like joint popping sound of her neck cracking as her head turns like full 180 Mm -hmm. beautiful Mm -hmm. and the girl is startled and the woman staring at her being like where's my baby and the girl works up a nerve to point away in another direction saying over there the woman starts to leave the girl thinks she's safe and starts to go back the other way until she hears the voice screaming my baby's not here or something like that my and baby's not here. My baby got stole. <laughs> uh, and then as you scroll down, we get another wonderful animated panel of the woman. I th- think she's wa- she's not on all... F- she's either on all fours 
or she's on her back with her legs crawling. Either way, her head's upside she's down. She's doing the exorcist crawl. Yeah. And uh, so it just comes very quickly at you with a lovely... Um, it's kind of like that grudge sound. Uh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Good job. Uh, uh, no, that sounds like Elmer Fudd. Uh, <laughs> the first time, you know, it was best. It was best the first time I did it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then it just kind of cuts. It kind of ends there where she's like, "I woke up and I was alone," and uh, we then discovered that there was a woman who uh, jumped to her death after she lost the custody of her daughter. And I guess we're just left with the uh, notion that that's what she saw was the tortured ghost of this woman who just wants her child. Well, you basically, I mean, there's, I mean, there's in terms of a story, it's a very simple ghost story. Yes. It's a very good, like urban legend story you just kind of tell to your friends yeah absolutely while you're hanging out somewhere whether that be in, in a campfire or like waiting at a bus stop or something you're in seoul and you're at a bus stop and someone tells you this story while you're waiting at a bus stop at sunset also i mean it be the comic actually starts by saying based on a true eyewitness account yeah hmm so i think because the the ghost has a name and it is I must, I'm, I'm making the assumption that it is actually like an urban legend slash supposedly true story that the comic was then drawn off. There's a lot of like nice little concrete details that lend credence to the story. Like at the end, you find out that apparently this suicide took place in 2007 mm-hmm. and that the the woman in question has been cited in the area several times. So this just like this feels like it could be a relatively believable urban legend you know it's interesting when you think that we're far enough removed from the early 2000s now that that feels like long enough ago to <laughs> create proper urban legends at this point you know uh actually in all honesty uh trying to figure out the information about the author himself was very tricky because i was like who is this harangue that's clearly a um pseudonym that's not a like this unless it's his name is actually ho rain but no one seems to really know what his real name is. There's been a few sources that have suggested that the that his name is John Ho Choi. But some that says, oh, some fans only think that it's not really his name. And it's just like, okay, well, that's mysterious. But um, apparently he is a prolific writer, director, illustrator, and programmer from South Korea. And I mean, there's been interviews with him. Like his his picture is seen like he's not exactly hiding in the shadows. It's just very difficult to find his name. This is a, it's just, I mean, it's interesting that it's just this, this pen name kind of, you have to work off of that. So yeah. And then he is actually pretty active on his blog um, mm-hmm. as well, but his blog is more like, here's what I did. Check out what I have done. Look at my projects. And I mean, he's done quite a bit here and there. Um, the story came about um, actually in uh 2011 um it was part of what was called the chiller series which was on the uh at the time called the neighbor webtoon it's currently only known as webtoon i i didn't realize that webtoon was a south korean website oh yeah that's why uh when when you see a a comic site that formats it where you're scrolling down as you read that's that's their style oh okay because um because normally western comics are uh is you know you got the full page spread and even manga you're used to that full page spread 
this kind of I think uh, this webtoon format developed with making it easier to read on your phone. That I mean, that's what I figured. I figured this was just a this type of a web comic was just a way to adapt to current times. And it makes mm -hmm. sense. Like a lot of websites do the exact same thing. Like they've adapted. Mm -hmm. A lot of sites will have that their desktop version versus their mobile version. And the, the mobile is always that horizontal mm -hmm. format. And even so, um, a lot of websites to modernize, um, even when you're on the desktop, still have that you scroll down feel. And actually, uh, Neighbor Webtoon uh, was first launched in 2004 which tells you how long this has been around, jeez. But uh, he originally uh, created a webtoon called The Oksu Station Ghost, which was an animation in uh, July 2011. And this also had a jump scare as well. And he followed it up with Bonchion Ghost. For some reason, Bonchion Ghost was the one that went viral. When you said the, his first one was, when you said it was an animation? It was a webtoon, and uh, there was animated parts. That's what I meant. Okay. Well, I mean, you, you never really know what's going to go viral. Exactly. Yeah, uh, actually, there, there was an English fan dub um, made in August 2011. And then the, there was an, the official English translation came out in September 17th, 2011. You know, it's interesting because the uh, official English translation on Webtoons is it still a little bit, has a couple of spelling and grammar errors and the dialogue sound, reads off a little odd, but it's not, it doesn't detract from the story too much. It's just you notice it a little bit. Mm -hmm. So this, you guys, have you guys read this? Before we decided to pick it for Darkly Lit? Never. No. <laughs> Never? Okay. So I, you guys, having known that it was the jump scare webcomic, you guys knew and were prepared for it. I read this forever ago. Not when it first went viral, but like maybe a year or so later. Mm -hmm. Um so I got to enjoy those jump scares. <laughs> I pre-screened it because I actually watched someone do a reaction video. I actually did not know it was the jump scare comic when I was looking through web comics. Um, they're kind of I was trying to find web comics from authors of color or authors that weren't uh, that were from different countries. And I was like, oh, this seems to be a very popular one. And I think it was uh, with it was you that was like, you know, this is a jump scare one, right? <laughs> no, well, I, I, I was you told me the name and I was like, is this the jump scare comic? And you were like, I don't think so. And I was like, I'm pretty sure it is, but I'm not going to say anything yeah. anymore. And it was it was Alan, who is a sweetheart and a better person <laughs> than I am, who was like, no. David should know. <laughs> Alan is a good person. Yeah. He's a Alan is a good person who knows how badly I deal with jump scares, all because of scary stories and tell in the dark. And I will never. I mean, I, I was there to witness that moment, I too. will never uh, live that down with anybody else. But you know what? Fuck it. I'm not going to deny that seeing a thing that scared you in your childhood suddenly there on screen yelling was um, probably the biggest jump I've ever had in my life, like at anything. And this is some... I'm someone who goes to, um, you know, spooky haunt things and jumps a little, but then laughs immediately. For some reason, it's stuff on screen, like the anticipation. That shit gets to me really bad. I don't know why horror movies don't, I, I'll jump, but it's not as bad as going to a haunt. And actually with this right. one, I'm like, I when I knew it was the jump scare one, I'm like, I don't want to deal with this. I don't. I think it's because I think it, for me it's because I'm I feel more immersed in a comic or a movie or a, so when a jump scare happens I'm like my, it's got my undivided attention you know mm -hmm. so 
that's what that's why you know anytime Kayla and I watch a movie, there's a scene that's tense, and I feel like something like that's going to happen. I will like lift my knees up near my face so I'm not looking at the screen directly. I'll try and nonchalantly not look directly at the screen in anticipation of a jump scare. It's bad. It's really bad. Now that being said, because it was pre-screened for me, I was able to deal with it. So I can actually kind of I can actually appreciate the moments that are here. I was expecting it to be a lot worse in terms of the sounds, but the fact that it was like a creaking sound and then like a like that kind of noise, like mm -hmm. I was expecting, like the things that always got to me were those like screamers that used to yeah. exist, where it'd be like a loud like. Oh, ah! I hated those. I really like the car one is the most famous one that I can think of. The car one, the puzzle one, where it, like you have to move your mouse through this through this like little pathway and it gets narrower. So like the further you get, you're like more focused. And then suddenly, it was, I think it was like what the the girl from The Exorcist screaming yeah. at you. Mm -hmm. The one that I remember too is like, oh, there's something wrong with this picture. Try to find it, and you're like looking for what's wrong, and then, or or no, there's like there's a supposedly a ghost, and you have to try to look for it, and then screamer is like, fuck you. Yeah, um, this is almost like that, but this is done. This is done with a lot more class and grace, and you and it catches if you're not familiar with this, it catches you off guard. Yeah, it's kind of cool when suddenly, like the first one is subtle enough. It's just that, just the head turning around, and um. I kind of appreciate how like unsettling that is, but what it does is it it makes it anticipate another shoe dropping at some point, you know? That can't mm -hmm. be the only jump scare. Yeah. Now you know. Now you're just waiting in anticipation for the next animated frame to suddenly leap out at you. Mm -hmm. Um, for that reason alone, I get that the gimmick is what sold a lot of people, but I mean, what do we think of the the I mean, we, we already know it's a simple story and it works. And I, I say it, I know you wanted to talk about the art. I want to talk about the art because I yeah. noticed some stuff. I think the art is fantastic. It's beautiful. I love the like the way that the main character, the, the girl who's walking alone at night, the way she's drawn. It's really good. I think my favorite panel are just when they show her like gulping those two panels right next to each other. Mm -hmm. So satisfying. Or when the sweat goes down her cheek. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, it's it's good. It's really good. And then like the the buildings in the background are interesting because it like there's it's almost like there's a couple different art styles going on because the buildings in the background look like they're like composited like real images, but they've been like traced over. Mm -hmm. Well, I think what the the background, I think there's different definitely different elements being used here. The back the background buildings are either models that have been rendered to look more sketchy or they are photographs that were then worked to look more sketchy right when you look at like the pavement that's definitely a 3d asset obviously the the, the lady ghost is um a model i mean even in the panels where she's not animated she looks like a 3d model mm -hmm. and uh i the girl might be a 3d model that's just more rendered more um, or she was traced over, a model that was traced over. Um, but yeah, the the author definitely, or whoever, I don't know if the author is also the same artist, or if it was author and artist working together. But um, yeah, they 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 used a mesh of different skills, and it they it blended all well really well. And especially for like when this came out, not a lot of people had a good grasp on like uh, integrating models mm -hmm. into their digital work. So oh yeah, this thing was really good. When, I mean, it's still really good now because you don't, I don't, even now, I don't think a lot of people use animated GIFs or panels. Yeah. In their web comics. So 
This is the only time I've seen it. Yeah. I know I've seen it in other places. And I know for a while, DeviantArt was trying to get animated comics to be a thing. I mm-hmm. remember forever ago. I'm dating <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know if that's still a feature that they're trying to sell or not. But uh, yeah, it, it's not common because it's definitely more comics already or a lot of work oh yeah oh, yeah a lot of like even if you're using like say like a 3d model to animate for that one panel oh shit it's effort effort and this everything and you can see the effort yes yeah. especially uh, i mean say you've actually uh written comics before so <laughs> forever <laughs> <laughs> But so I, I figured you'd have a better insight into this. And actually, I was grateful. I'm like, oh, thank goodness. Because Dave and I were like watching, uh, like watching it and reading it. And we're like, is it 3D? We can't tell. And I'm like, Sade will probably know. Yeah, I feel like I feel like <laughs> I could I could definitely tell with the ghost, but it's a lot harder to tell with the girl. Um, I feel like she I feel like, as you pointed out, it's like, yeah, she could be a 3D model. That's been, you know, that's been drawn over. But I could also just see her as a straight up just you know, just illustration from the, from the get go. Mm-hmm. I think it's it, very detailed. I think it is Horain who is doing the whole thing. It, at least that's what it seems to be, mm-hmm. but I could be wrong. Maybe there is other people. It, there is kind of a weird mystique to it. And the Chiller series was an anthology. It was a bunch of different artists and writers working together on different short comics. Oh, and, cool. And then Horain was the one who was like, Oh, I'm gonna do a jump scare one, like uh, for one of these, and he's like, you know what? I'll do a follow up, <laughs> and then Bong Chiang Dong Ghost. I guess apparently it's like you did it, but I'm gonna do it, and apparently make the more popular of the two. Mm-hmm. Not intentionally, but it just happened. Well, no, no, he he did both. Oh, he did both. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. I, I, I'm just trying to figure out why this one had staying power compared in terms of the popular consciousness. Vi- the viral quality of it because the other one um i haven't read it but um apparently there is a hand that's supposed to be appear like it's reaching out to grab the viewer Ooh, spooky i think maybe do you think a lot of it this might have to do with the fact that there's a upside down bloody face flying at the camera yeah i, I think I, that scares a lot more people a, another thought it could be too is this one i mean they're both ghost stories but this one feels like relatable i think we've all at one point, it's like, oh, it's late at night and we're walking home. And, and maybe, you wonder if the suspicious person in front of you is just a normal person or if there's something off. Yeah. Yeah. And you, you're like <clears throat> holding your like bag tighter or you're walking a bit faster. Mm-hmm. Or you just kind of like maybe hear something somewhere and you're like, what the fuck was that? Mm-hmm. Okay, I want to hurry up and get home. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's. This is definitely like a little scene that I think everyone could relate to. Mm-hmm. And it, it helps that the, the background of it doesn't require much context, you know? Mm-hmm. This scary lady looking for her baby. And the reason she's all messed up is because she jumped off a balcony. I, I kind of do like they actually show that's the reason why she's all messed up. Because, yeah, someone who jumps off the balcony of a 30-foot story apartment. Mm-hmm. Not going to be, uh, it's not going to look pretty. Yep. Plus, it's a very, like, very sort of classically Asian ghost story ghost. What with the mm-hmm. super, super white skin and the black eyes and the black hair and, the, you know. By the way, this little girl or this young girl is so much more ballsy than I would have been. <laughs> like, basically, she says, when she's saying, where's my baby? And she's like, 
<laughs> she actually has the gold to point and say over there. I'm like, I would be gone. <laughs> I would have ran. There are a lot of uh, Asian ghost stories that kind of have that idea. Or I'm thinking of some some Japanese ones specifically, like the um, uh, forgot her name, but the woman with the slit mouth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where if she shows up and shows your face, you have to have, like, the nerve to tell her, like, she's beautiful or something like that. You can't just, like, run away. So, right. or, or, like, the plate woman. Yeah. Or the one, uh, the one with the toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Papa pa, pa, paper, please. <laughs> but, yeah, like, uh, I don't know. I, I've always enjoyed that aspect of uh, a lot of, like, Asian ghost stories where mm. it's like, no, you can't just, like, run away screaming. Like, you have to, like, actually respond. Be, be considerate to the ghost, face your fear, and be just yeah. be considerate to the ghost. Although this backfires on her. She's like, that's not my, where my well, baby because she, is. Well, she lied. She could have she just said, I don't know, and who knows what would have happened. Well, I mean, you're, for the most part, a lot of these go, uh, Asian ghost stories involve you lying. You have to say, when the person's counting, you have to say 10, even though clearly there's no plates to be found. Or... Mm-hmm. You have to trick them, mm-hmm. yeah, or confuse them long enough to get away. Well, she could if she'd gotten a little faster, but that, then again, that that ghost moves pretty fast. Maybe if she had said uh, on the other side of town, then she would have gotten home. Before. I think I saw a baby at the corner of I don't know, like name a couple of streets that you know are like several blocks away. <laughs> she moves slowly enough that you know. Well, no, she was pretty fast. She was moving slowly at first until she got pissed. And then she was like, I can crawl faster than I can walk. (laughs) Oh, man. And by that, I mean, I will literally sprint up right into your face and make you pass out. We got some reader questions or listener questions for this one, right? Mm -hmm. I figured this one would probably be a short one uh, because we needed a short one. (laughs) After Demon Theory, yes. Yeah. Uh, but we did get questions because um, luckily we decided to choose some more accessible stories. So mm-hmm. uh, we got a few questions from uh, Brian, uh, BMW355 Games. Thank you, Brian. Do you believe this actually happened like the ending states? Well, no. <laughs> I think we already kind of discussed that. We It's within the realm of possibility. And you could see, you, you could give this story plausible deniability. Like, oh yeah, this is this is that thing where you could say, yeah, they said it's based on eyewitness and an eyewitness account. And I go, well, maybe people, the description is really based on an urban legend about a woman who, who died and people claim to see her ghost in pajamas walking around. You know, that's, that's a thing. I don't know for I, sure. I but. did try to look this up to see if like there, this was an urban legend or something. Uh, I couldn't find anything about it, but this could have been just something he maybe heard from someone that says, oh, yeah, did you hear? There's some woman that jumped off this uh, apartment complex. I've heard people say that this place is haunted now. Woo. This is, this is definitely a story where someone could be like, oh, it's this apartment complex over there. So be careful when you're going home. Or like, oh, and then that story could easily change. Like that person will hear it, tell it a few times. And then someone they told it to will be like, oh, I think it was this apartment complex and tell like a completely different place. Mm -hmm. Like it's very, um, it's vague enough in the details that it could migrate and the origin of it could come from anywhere. Mm -hmm. And I think also this is what works in the story's favor. Mm -hmm. The details in this are just vague enough that you can believe that something like this could happen. Not like the ghost part, but like 
but like a woman being so distraught over the loss of her child that whether it was through losing custody or through death that they would commit suicide that way yeah absolutely yeah that that's believable and then the fact that it's that there's that fear like oh maybe her ghost is around and to go like basically run off from there yeah yeah do you think the comic needed the moving images and sound actually so there's a couple of questions that kind of go hand in hand Naruli also asked a similar question which is does the way the story is told aid or hinder it where um brian says did the comic need moving images and sound I don't think the comic needed it, but it certainly benefits from it in order to be like, no, dude, did you see this comic? It's so freaking, because you get, you get, that's why you see reaction videos, you know? Like, it's the perfect viral thing to throw up. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, I don't think this, I think any readers who came across this comic would definitely still enjoy it. Uh, especially because if you're someone who looks for scary comics and you're obviously going to enjoy scary comics. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't think it would have gone viral the way it did if it didn't have those animated jump scare elements. Because like we said before, that isn't something that we see too often, just animated panels in comics to begin with. And then I think this was around that time when those jump scare like tricks that you would email to your friend or instant message to your friend would, uh, where, where fuck everybody was doing it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and actually, I'm going to follow this up with another question to really ask is, do you think the story is genuinely good in terms of horror and storytelling or hyped up the moving and sound aspect to the comic? Uh, I mean, I still enjoyed it. Like David said earlier, we watched it without the sound to start with, just so we don't get weren't so jump scared. But it was still enjoyable. I mean, the art and presentation are, are alone, I think, are pretty good. I mean, that to me, that's what appeal. I don't know if the story is necessarily like, ooh, it's amazing or anything, but you know, it, in the context of how it's presented, it works really well. It's a nice, simple ghost story uh, around a campfire at night. And like a good, like a campfire story, it's all about presentation. I mean, mm -hmm. any, there are two, you could tell, like, say the story of the man with the golden arm, like two different ways, you know? One person could be like, oh, and then he heard the voice outside, who's got my golden arm? Or you could be like, who's got my golden arm you know like you if you depend the the amount of effort and care you put into telling even a simple story is what elevates it is what captivates an audience mm -hmm. so for this to be told the way it's it's it is in this uh, webcomic form uh takes what could be a very simple story and elevates it we kind of said that already and that yeah the story on its own uh people would enjoy it but it, those extra elements, that extra care in the presentation elevated mm -hmm. it, made it go viral. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then uh, Brian also asks, what do you think about the lack of horror in comics and such? I mean, we see superheroes and such, but we don't see anything like supernatural horror much. I I'm seeing it more in web comics. Yeah, web comics are definitely. Or like, you know, I'll find a decent like graphic novel collection that has a lot of older stuff um i mean what immediately springs to mind for me in terms of horror comics is lock and key mm -hmm. another thing too actually lock and key might not be a bad one too i would like to do <laughs> i would like an excuse to read lock and key at some point please <laughs> <laughs> we would read a joe hill story before it we would read a stephen king novel <laughs> read his son's work before we read hey, his a lot dad's. of people a lot of people 
like a lot of people I know have said, I think Joe Hill is a better writer. Than he Stephen is. King. He is. I, I've read uh, Nosferatu and I actually like that a lot more than a lot of Stephen King's books. I'm not going to lie. Fair. I think the reason why for a lot of comics to be more superhero based is because of where it originally come from. Like when comics came out in around like the 1920s and 30s, a lot of them were superhero mm -hmm. stories. So... But keep in mind, there was a whole era of comics that were EC horror comics. Things like The Haunt yes. of Fear, you know. Tales from the Crypt. Tales from the Crypt, which is key. I was trying to think of like different ty titles that are like, I'm, I'm, I'm not a creep show. Yes. Um, just, you know, there's there there was a there was a golden age for for horror comics for a while. That was like 70s and 80s, I want to say. Yeah. That's what I'd say. I, you know, and even like I, I would just even say going as far back as like the even the, the some of the sixties. I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. I think sixties so. and seventies was its golden age. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't agree that there is a lack of horror comics. I think they're just not as promoted and as like popular as say like superhero comics because like comics, whether you're going into like web comics or printed comics. And like, we're not even gonna dive into my. <laughs> like, there's such a wide variety of different kinds of comics, and if you're a horror fan and you enjoy horror comics, and you know there's there's a good amount out there for you, it's much more niche of a of a horror. Like, if you're a horror fan, being into the comics versus movies or TV shows, the comics is a little more niche, I think. And that's mm -hmm. why we don't hear about them as much as we do, say, horror movies. True. But then again, there's a few that do break out. I mean, like, uh, yeah. would you consider, like, okay, for the sake of argument, would you consider The Walking Dead a horror comic? I mean, technically, yes. And no. <laughs> yes I mean, and no. That's, that's the point. Yes this and no. Because, I mean, like, Again, like I said before, there, there's such a variety of comics. Like you're gonna have elements of horror and survival, or like horror and Lovecraftian. It's out there, and if you're curious, just fucking go look for it. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm actually as we're talking, I'm looking at my bookshelf over here right now, and I have the Dark Horse Book of Horror. It's just a big uh, anthology of of a bunch of different one shot horror comics. It's pretty nice. Actually, we did we did read uh, Through the Woods. That mm -hmm. was so good. I would consider that a horror comic. It's some absolutely that's absolutely stories in there. I mean, a lot of the Archie comics have evolved into some horror spinoffs, like The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, is is considered a horror mm -hmm. web comic. Mm -hmm. Would we ever read a horror manga? Oh, we could. Well, we technically did with um, oh, Uzumaki. Uzumaki. Oh, that's right. We did read Uzumaki. <laughs> <laughs> But we I should go back to some uh, some more Junji Ito one day. Oh uh, yeah, I'd love to. I want to read um Are you uh, thinking Tomi. Ami oh Tomi. I was about to see Amigara Fall, but you know. uh, oh that's a short one that if we ever just like need a, a break month, an easy month, that's one we could go back to. But we've that already read now. we've all already read it. That's the only thing. Yeah, yeah. well that's true. It's <laughs> 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 I, I, on our own time. <laughs> oh my goodness. Is there other uh, horror manga? I mean, of course, there's other there's horror manga. There's plenty of horror Thank manga. Thank you, David. Yes, I know. But um, <laughs> I'm just like, is it, like, I'm trying to think of, because um, Junji Ito is always the one people automatically say, like, yeah, you want to read a horror manga? Read Junji Ito, which I totally understand, but I'm trying to think if there's 
something else that's like you know who would be a good a good people to ask about this oh would yeah be eli and kylie from cinema nippon i know that it's their more japanese cinema but they do run the gamut on a few things and understand where a lot of different genres kind of get their start and a lot of a lot of you know japanese cinema has been inspired by manga and japanese comics I, the so. one of the things i do want to read there's a couple of japanese horror novels that i want to read like audition and uh the graveyard apartment there it is i, I was i was trying to look it up i like the name oh yeah it's a good title it's so like the problem is whenever i tr i i'm like oh i'm gonna borrow this from the library six months <laughs> It, it's such a popular That's book. fair. Um, okay, well, then I guess in six months is when it'll be. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, have we, have we pretty much addressed uh, the Pongchong Dongos? I think we've said all we've needed to say. It's a very good ghost story. This webcomic elevates it to the way it needs to be elevated. And props for the animated uh, jump scare moments. Like legit. Even though I don't like them, even though I don't like jump scares, I can appreciate them in the aftermath. For the future, though, if we're to read another South, South Korean medium, I know exactly the book I want to read. I want to read The Vegetarian by Hong Kang, because I have heard amazing things. Plus, it's a short read. Mm -hmm. It's a novella. It's not a... Ah. So, and I've heard it's creepy, and I'm, I'm curious to see how this would go. All right. Uh, we'll put that on the list. Mm-hmm. I probably will read it first because um, like anything, I, I'm starting to realize a lot of the literature that I look up and read maybe recommended as horror, but then you read it and it's like, eh, <laughs> it doesn't fit. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think that's a good place to, to wrap up the discussion. What do we have to look forward to in December, everybody? What do we want? What is, what do we need to make sure everybody has for their, uh, the reading list for next month. Sade, you want to introduce this one? Oh my goodness. We are going to be reading uh, Cemetery Boys by Aiden Thomas. Um, I'm very excited about this one. This was like recommended to me from TikTok, which is <laughs> <laughs> um, where I heard about it. But um, I'm very excited because it is from a queer Latinx author. And uh, the story, I believe, is about. It's going to be gay, isn't it? Year old, yeah, well, it's about a 16-year-old trans guy who kind of wants to prove himself uh, to, I think, his, like, family. Uh, and there's, like, some, like, witchery in there. And I'm hoping for some gay romance. And cool. I'm excited. I've been hearing nothing but good things about it. So I follow a bunch of authors online. And uh, I also follow LGBTQ novel Twitter accounts. And this was one of the ones that kept getting recommended. So mm -hmm. when you told me about it, I'm like, oh, yeah, I've heard of this. This sounds good. Maybe a little less on the spookier side and maybe a little more fantastical, but we'll find out. <laughs> hey, we, we've covered fantastical stuff that has more of a dark edge to it. Yeah. This will definitely have a dark edge. There's still ghosts. There's still, it's it's cemeteries. But now we don't have to do fantasy ships for sane. Ha, 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 ha. And also, it's probably now the most recent book we've read. This came out in September of 2020. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. It's fairly new. Mm -hmm. Excellent. Yeah. Borrow it from your local library or... Uh, Buy it from your local bookstore. Purchase it from an independent bookstore. Support your local indie bookstores, please. That's what we're doing. Yeah. I just ordered the book and it should be on its way here. 
It's time for the plugs. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. It's November now, so fortunately Halloween has passed. Yeah, but you can still check out the Bulimpics videos that we put out of our costume contest. The cooking contest is out there, too. We have a little lovely gallery over on creativehorror.com of uh, different jack-o'-lanterns and costumes that listeners and ourselves have all put together. Um, it's a cute little gallery. Definitely check it out. We- Witching hour, maybe soon. Mm-hmm. It cannot else. die; it will rise again. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that might that might be a thing soon. I'll tweet. I'll start tweeting about it when it is <laughs> awesome. The uh, Boo Olympics writing challenge for uh, oh, creepy yeah. cooking staff is still on. We only did, we didn't get enough entries to meet our quota. So we have extended the deadline for that challenge to 1159 PM on November 30th. If, Hey, um, fun fact, November 30th is my birthday. So if you want to give me something nice for my birthday and you're listening to this, go look at the prompts, write a story, send it to us and we can put it in the ranking to see who uh, writes the, the, the one we enjoy the most. There are legit cash prizes. There will be a link in the description, but um, you can also find more information on creativehorror.com. And if you look under Blue Olympics, you will be able to find it. As always, uh, Undercooked Analysis is being updated on the reg. Yep. So you can hear uh, uh, more stuff from Creative Horror on not just through your uh, iPod catcher. I guess it's now just called podcast app. But also on YouTube. So uh, check out the Creative Horror YouTube channel. Yes. As of this recording, the entire backlog of the main Midnight Marinara episodes is a backup on YouTube through that channel, including the newest episode, uh, Deadline, which Kayla wrote, uh, that is, was released uh, just before Halloween for Midnight Marinara's seventh anniversary. Oh, am I allowed to give an, another recommendation outside of creative horror because i i kind of wanted to um so this is an outside creative horror thing but because it's a book and i want to recommend it and it's by someone we know i i want to promote this so uh vivina uh swanson who has done artwork for the show she actually drew the um artwork for midnight marinara's uh the fall board as well as been on a UCA episode, is uh, releasing her book, I Am Mallory. I believe it's actually a horror novel. Yes. We may consider probably reading it. Go check it out. It's uh, I Am Mallory by uh, Vivina Swanson, V-E-V-I-N-A, and Swanson, S-W-A-N-S-O-N. So. Fantastic. It's been a pleasure doing this with everybody once again. Hey, stay safe out there, y'all. And uh, if you go walking at night, please don't address the weird person in the pajamas with the, the weird leg. And if you have to tell them to go somewhere, like pull out a GPS and point to a really obscure place <laughs> very far away uh, as to where their baby might be. So, uh, you know where Timbuktu is? <laughs> I'm pretty sure I heard a baby crying over in Timbuktu. Good evening, intrepid listeners. This is the Pasta Shade, the host of Midnight Marinara, and this podcast is part of CreativeHorror.com, a network of podcasts and creators working together to build a constructive community of horror fans. For more content like this, visit us at CreativeHorror.com. <laughs>